Welcome to the Dear White Women podcast. This is episode 40. You guys have all stuck with us a lot, and we're going to get a little 2020 vision on to welcome in the new year and the new decade. Yeah, so we're taking a little break from our election issues, and we're here to just talk with each other about what we see this new decade, in particular this year, and how we envision that for us. So first, we have a gift from us to you, really from me, Sasha, let's be honest, okay? But (laughs) thank you guys for being such incredible listeners. We so appreciate your help. We got started in April, and here we are at the end of 2019, having had an incredible time creating this show with each other and for you, and we hope you've enjoyed it. And so here's the gift. Sasha, you want to tell them about it? Yes. So we have a Spotify playlist for you, and it's called DWW podcast best of 2019 i think so we'll be sure to share this but it's partially based on what spotify told me my greatest songs were for or most played songs for 2019 because a lot of times while i'm typing or we're talking or whatever these songs are on in the background or as we've discussed i'm i also teach mega former classes so these were in a lot of my classes this year too so we hope you enjoy and i'm really excited to listen to this list because if I had to make this list, it would sound very, very, very different than the music that Misasha <laughs> listens to. But I kind of listen to Top 40. There'd be a lot of like really songs that everyone's already heard. So I'm really curious and excited to listen to your stuff. There is- and thank you for making that. I tried to mostly pick the clean versions. And yes, I also... They are the best of 2019, but they're not necessarily songs from 2019. So... And my kids have a couple favorites in there, too. I think I put Mama Said Knock You Out in there. Maybe I didn't. I, really like that. And I don't know what that really says about me or them. But anyway, okay, listen to the playlist. Let us know what you think. And if you want more playlists, we definitely can do more like moods, inspiration. I have my conscious conversations list going on behind the scenes. So, all right. Anyway, enough about the music. Hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Quick little review here, the things we're asking ourselves right now, right? Sarah, me, Sasha, as hosts, people, but outside of this podcast, I mean, do we want to talk about the fact that it's going to be a new decade? Well, yes. And I realized that when my older son's teacher said that in our parent teacher conference, like, oh, and it's such a lot of pressure because this is the last year of the decade. And I literally was like, holy crap, it's the last year of the decade because I don't know why I hadn't realized that till early December. But what is this new decade going to be for you, Sarah? I had the oh my gosh moment where I realized this will be my last decade with my kids under my roof, in theory, assuming they get the hell out of my house (laughs) when they graduate (laughs) high school. (laughs) We'll talk again in 2029 when you're like, when I said that and that, yeah. But that really struck me because so much of the stuff I've done as like that quote flex mom lifestyle and making sure I have summers really light so that I can be present with the kids. It was because there I knew they weren't going to be in my like direct control forever. So it kind of was this emotional realization that this is it. This is my last decade with my babies under my roof and I will enjoy them in a whole new way once they sprout their wings and fly off. But I'm just going to cherish it and make the most of this time. I'm really psyched that I have acknowledged it because I think it'll bring a different perspective to my parenting and moments of mind exploding <laughs> frustration with children that sometimes happen. Yeah. How about you? That will not be true for me. But as you pointed out, when we were talking about this decade is the decade in which I became a mother. It's also the decade in which I got married. So there's been a lot. 
And, you know, I think that the next decade will be the decade that I turn 50. One of the things I've thought about with aging has been this idea that, I mean, by the time the end of the next decade comes, I will definitely be well out of fertility zone. And it makes me think about how society tends to put so much value on women when they're young and their boobs are high and they can reproduce, right? Like there's a lot of that. And I have always said to my husband, I want to continue to gain skills, perspective and experience so that I can be like the village elder grandma, you know, like the matriarch, the wise sage in my older years. And so I think this feels like a transitional, I'm not there yet. I think probably a 20 years before I start seeing myself in that capacity. I feel like I'm still vibrant and I expect that to be the case in 10 years, but that's what I continue to work towards as my vision for my life. I like that. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking that in this next decade, I want to be asking why a lot more because I think that I did that as a kid, but a lot of my training in being a lawyer and being very type A about things is just, and you know, how I was raised is like, you just sort of accept information that comes towards you and you think about how to use that information, but sometimes you're not asking the right why. So I really want to be asking the right why, you know, when it comes to my kids or when it comes to my family or when it comes to me, that's what I would really like to be doing too in this next decade. So more like the what's really going on here kind of why, not the annoying two-year-old, why? Why is the sky blue? Why? Not that one. Yeah, it still happens at five. Yeah. So yes, (laughs) not that one. (laughs) Got it. That's cool. I like that idea, to gather more meaning. I mean, a meaningful life, understanding meaning about the things around us and the people around us. That's really cool. I like that. What's your word for the year? I mean, I know, I think you know that I believe that New Year's resolutions are bogus, but I do like the idea of an intention and a word for the year. So my word is power. Ooh, I like it. I know you weren't expecting that because I didn't write it on the prep sheet. Yeah, I think that... In particular, 2020, you know, is a big year for this country. It's just, you know, there's something about the start of the decade for me and that because it is every year is sort of a fresh start in some ways, but the start of a decade is really that marker and fresh start. And I think that this past year has been a lot of finding my voice in, you know, through this podcast, through how I show up for my family, how I show up in my community. And I want to harness that and really work on my individual power and strength and see that sort of spread and look at the sources of power throughout the rest of our society without getting too like, you know, esoteric and lawyer, you know, late about that. (laughs) Well, where do you find your strength from? Like when you talk about power, it sounded like you would have a, is it an influence? And then where do you get that? Like I'm pulling up here as if it's from the roots, but like, what do you need in order to be powerful? You know, that's a really good question. I think an understanding of who I am, you know, and that the belief that I know who I am is what I think creates that power. And I was thinking while you were talking about aging, you know, and fertility and all of that, like how much more comfortable I am in my 40s, let's say, than I was in my 30s and how much better I know myself. And so that's why I feel like this is not a word I could have chosen in past years, but now comfortably in my 40s and not really caring a lot about what other people think, or at least caring a lot less than I used to, that instills in me sort of a belief that I know who I am. And I love you. I think you're amazing. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's your word? I 
reserve the right to change this because I came up with this on the spot-ish. And for now, it is this idea of being present. Because I find that I'm at my most peace when I'm here right now. I'm a really forward-thinking, future-thinking person, and therefore I worry about what might happen. And I've also been in a case, like situations where I beat myself up about stuff that has happened in the past. I've gotten way better about letting that stuff go. And I find that when I'm able to exercise being here right now, I can make better decisions and I am more playful and I am more loving and I just have more energy on myself. So when I think about the things I want to commit to or create or do, I want to be able to think about it from really sort of checking in with myself and being like, how does that really feel with my instinct, with my inner peace barometer, so that I can be present and conserve my energy for the things that really matter to me. I like it. I know you thought about this like a hot second ago, but are there any ways that you think that or like any specific ways that you think you can affect this in your life or bring this presence into your life? A more, I'm totally an eloquent way of saying this, but like concrete ideas about that. So I went through a mental funk. Not all our listeners know that you know this. A couple months ago when my stomach was on, like my whole system was jacked. And my brain went down along with it. And so to help myself out of it, I started creating a much more regular practice of meditation. And since doing that, I've gotten to the point where I experiment with like, if I have coffee versus green tea, how much am I able to sit and focus for 15 minutes that I'm meditating? So I started by doing that. So I think it's continuing actually really committing to this idea of practicing meditation every day, even on the weekends and even during the summer when life is happening. And then... By doing that, I feel like I allow more room for pleasure. Like I took a shower and I lit a candle in the bathroom and it felt so luxurious because I happened to be present, noticed my candle was there, noticed the matches were there. And I was like, I love this candle. Why wouldn't I light it right now? And it elevated my showering after a workout to like a much more, I don't know, enjoyable life, enjoyable moment in life. So I think it's that sort of thing where I slow down and I don't overload myself because I know my capacity. And maybe I don't. And maybe it's okay that I don't. And I do overload myself a little bit. But giving myself those concrete rituals to be like here right now. Yeah. And I do that with the kids already. So why wouldn't I do it for myself, right? I drop my phone. Everything stops the moment they walk in the door from school. So why wouldn't I do that yeah. for me? Oh, I like it. I can't wait to see more of this as it evolves into 2020. Well, then, Sue, so speaking of 2020, all right three things you want to learn or do or create in 2020. Okay, now I wish I had written notes like you. <laughs> I'll just wing it. I think I want to... So this year, I really stepped out. I have to preface this by this year, I really stepped out of my comfort zone by learning to teach something totally different than I, you know, had taught fitness for what feels like forever, but was really like, you know, this decade, actually, this whole past decade, I had taught bar fitness. And for me to teach something totally different and to be a student and to learn that was challenging and humbling, but really rewarding because, you know, you forget about that being a student. So I really want to learn something new. I don't know what that is. It's not going to be a language, but, you know, something. And so that's really amorphous. So you can come, feel free to come back and ask me in February what that something is. I want to expose my kids to other things to other cultures. And so we've done a fair amount with Japan, obviously, because of our heritage. And we've done a lot with, you know, my husband's side of the family, but cultures that aren't 
either of ours. Like I've been thinking about how our world is so small. And so related to that, also, I want to see my side of the family more. I think that, you know, this has been the second half of this decade, especially when, you know, I had two kids and life was crazy and I couldn't figure out, you know, how I had time to shower, let alone, you know, (laughs) go see family. So it's been a long time since I've been home. So I'm hoping to do a lot more of that. It's family. It's roots. Yeah. I love that. And knowing everything about that, I think that would be really meaningful for you. And I really hope that that happens or that you make it happen. Yes. All right. So you, who clearly prepared more than me, three things you would like to (laughs) learn, do, or create this year. So I've really enjoyed this process of creating the podcast this last year. And, you know, the year before that, or two years before that, I had written a book. I felt now that we're in this groove with the podcast, I'm having this itch to create something more. And so I don't know if that's, you know, creating memes on pieces of paper, like, you know, more phrases that I get to share, or if it's just playing around with paint, if it's coming up with catchphrases, if it's, you know, going back to playing some piano again, or picking up the guitar that my brother gifted me a couple years ago, and just learning that I want to be create, I need to create. So that's something. Then the second thing is, I had a great summer, but it was a crazy, busy, busy summer. We traveled so much And I think everybody in my family responded to that by saying, let's not do that again next summer. (laughs) So part of my present would be to slow it down and enjoy the summer with a little bit of structure and continuing to explore with a different lens, not necessarily taking international trips, but I don't know, being creative with how to be present and explore, as you say, different cultures or things over the summer. My kids just asked if we could rent an RV and travel. And my husband basically was like, that sounds like my definition of the worst trip ever. But I think I might take the kids. I'm with him on that, though. I'm not, you know, you you should take my dad, actually. I think my dad really wants to do that. So after seeing your dad in the Starbucks at the (laughs) ground floor of the dudes. Okay, everyone listening. Sorry, tangent. I used to work at Goldman Sachs in Tokyo and I was freezing cold. So I would wear like these crazy fleeces and we'd roll down to the Starbucks on the ground floor. And I ran into Misasha's father, whose office was also in the same building in the Starbucks and probably embarrassed myself. Like, I don't even know what I said or did. But yeah, I haven't seen your father in a while. But I know I've improved since those days. Well, he's still there a lot. So although you're not as often, but yeah, I think he'd love an RV trip, though. I think that's like someone of his like American dreams get an RV, (laughs) drive around. So you, your kids and my dad can do this RV trip. Perfect. Well, there's the culture. He'll speak Japanese to them and I'll just sort of (laughs) talk along. See, there you go. (laughs) Okay. So be more creative. I want to create something, have a pleasant and present summer. And then because we traveled so much, I didn't, I felt like I really skimmed over being able to connect with my family and friends. It's been kind of since the summer, this mad dash into the end of the year, where I typically able to visit my brothers and my mom a lot more. I usually catch up much more regularly on the phone with friends. And over the last sort of half a year, that slid under the radar. And I'm excited to reconnect with some of the people who are near and dear, because what else is life than the relationships that we have, at least for me. So those are the three things I want to focus on for now, again, reserving the right to change it. But for now, I'm really excited to do those things. Mm. 
I can't wait to hear more, especially about your planned RV trip. Just kidding. (laughs) I hope you all think about some of these things too, because it's a really exciting opportunity to, and there's going to be a lot changing in our country. So there's a lot of small stuff in our lives that's not really small. There's kind of the most major stuff. There's daily stuff. There's monthly stuff. There's the whole year long stuff that we can consider even over the next decade. And when we bring attention to these things and take a moment to think about it, because we always say that change comes from that moment of silence where we think about it for ourselves, you could set yourself up for continued success. Our friends out there. Yes. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year. If you like what you've heard or you like what you're hearing, please take a second to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you use. It would mean a lot. That helps us spread the word about our podcast. Or if you're into direct sharing, tell a friend or five about us. And if you want any more information, go to our website at DearWhiteWomen.com. We've got all the past episodes, email signups, and all our social media links from there so you can stay connected and get all the bonus material that we offer. 